Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to <laughs> another episode of Inside the Firm. I'm Al, carrying this show, Gore. Yeah. I'm here with Lance Crushing It Psycho. Before we get into anything, I want you to go check out uh, buildabetterco.com. Go ahead and watch the five steps to increasing your profit, and then reach out to me if you want to talk about crushing it. Yes. Like Lance Psycho. Yep. In your business, Daily. in your endeavors, in your life. Hourly, let's, minute by the minute. Let's go. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Uh, you know what else I want you to check out? You need to go check out Duratherm. Duratherm, Duratherm defines the category of all wood, completely custom hardwood windows and doors that deliver on your architect vision, and everyone knows it. That's why they refuse to rest on their laurels. And while Duratherm brand is built upon their expertise in windows, they are proud to announce the introduction of a clad exterior feature for our windows. Learn more at Duratherm Window. Dot com. Last, but certainly not least, head on over to arcat.com because accurate data is crucial, especially in today's envi- business environment. Outdated and inaccurate data leads to turnarounds, delays, and rising costs. With supply chain and staffing issues, these costs and delays can multiply. That's why a resource like arcat.com is so important. Arcat works with manufacturers to keep their data up to date, accurate, and offers it to you easily and accessible and free. Use our cat's powerful search engine to find out what you need and download it right there on their site without needing to pay anything or even register. That's right. No data mining. That's my favorite part. So try ourcat.com today. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Al, do you know the more you know, the harder, the more you don't know? So Why do you think that is? I, I feel like this summer we've ran into some... Uh, Tricky situations. Some known unknowns, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we've been more experienced, more, uh, more polished staff, a more systematic staff, better better resources, better, better feedback systems, loops. Better, yeah. So, like, why, why this summer has it felt like just issue after issue has been coming at us when we Surprise should? issue. Yeah. Surprise issue. Th- things we just were not anticipating seeing and i think it's i there's got there's a there's got to be a correlation so what i'm what i'm i think the the moral of the story for this just to give you guys a preview of this this segment is let's say you're year 1 of starting your business right and uh you're not you don't have a huge amount of experience in a certain sector let's say uh you're going to do a bunch of new cannabis shops or something like you're in a state like uh I don't know, Maine or, or some other place, North Dakota, and they're they like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna legalize marijuana, in the same the same way Colorado did, and now there's a bunch of people that want to start uh, growing it and selling it and all that kind of stuff, and you're an architect who's like, you know what, it's work, I'm in, I'm interested in it, or you're a builder or whatever, and I want to try it, you are going to it's it's okay. The, you're going to confront a bunch of items that you don't know exist, right? And that's part of the journey. <clears throat> Along so, and then as you increase 
like let's say every single year leading up to like you let, let, let's fast forward to ten, you've been in business for 10 years and you every year you add a new typology every single time you're adding that new typology to to the equation and the more res- more risk you're taking and more responsibility you're taking on the more reward right with all of that is it actually doesn't get any easier because you're you're exposing yourself in such a way that you're uncovering things that, that you didn't know. And that's why it's that's why it's called architectural practice, right? Because like you're practicing. But you're, it it also does, let's say what was the first typology you mentioned that you got into? Weed. Just if you're weed. doing like okay. you're doing a weed shop. Let's say you were doing a weed shop and you've been doing it for five years. And like, oh okay, the first couple of years were hard, then you coast. And then if it gets harder again, mm. why would it get harder again? And, and part of what you said in the beginning, the more you know, the more you know you don't know is there might have been issues like you might now be friends with the contractors of these weed shops. Oh, this is a good point. Sure. Right. And all of a sudden, or let's say you Me- decide meaning, to build meaning, them. Meaning, let's say the first weed shop you designed as an architect, you just, that's how you met this this GC. Yep. But now you've been doing it for five years with them. Yep. And they got re- real comfortable with you. Yep. Personally so the, and professionally. Exactly. The first year, they just want to build it. They want to be like, you're Everybody's the best. hungry. Yep. You're the best architect. Best <laughs> architect in the world. Right? They're not going to say that, hey, you didn't figure out the HVAC. You didn't figure out how the stairs land, stuff like that. They're, you they're know? not going to tell you things. They're not going to give you as harsh a criticism as Al is comfortable giving me. You know, yeah. on a daily basis because we've been hanging out for so long, right? You make it like I berate you every day. It's just, but I got I got the. It's like Lance Thickskin Psycho. That's his name. If I berated him every day, I wouldn't need to berate him every day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they get that comfortable with you, and then what happens? Then, then all of a sudden, you now know that you know less because all of a sudden, let's say you're going to the job site more. All of a sudden, you're getting more feedback. All of a sudden, you're getting more responsibility, which is more reward, but more responsibility comes with more headaches, right? All of a sudden, you're hearing from your network different things. So, like, you're getting deeper. So, you're getting deeper into the problem set. So, it's actually a good thing. It's actually a good thing that, like, these issues are coming up because in the beginning, you might not have heard about them. So, for example, uh, we went after a project in Denver. We didn't get it because the building official said we couldn't do that type. Our research said we couldn't do that type. We heard through one of our great uh, MEPs, no, civils, no, MEP guys, that uh, another firm got it and could do exactly what the client wanted. Ten years ago, we wouldn't have had that relationship where that business owner could tell us this. He just wouldn't have known that he was buddies with us and, and that we went after And, and whether or not it's actually the, like, this is our theory, our theory, we're, we're, we're theorizing a bit here and I, it's yeah. probably some it's gotta be part, it's gotta be true on some level, but like, l- l- let's say it's not about com- them being comfortable with it. Let's just, let's just say they literally just for, just forgot to talk about that. Cause honestly, like when, when you're a contractor and your, your subs get out there um, on both ends of it here, it's like, they're there to get it done. So they show up on site and they're there to just go from A to B as quickly as possible. And th- and that's where sometimes things go a little bit awry with construction. But it could have just come up in like a different conversation, right? Like like meaning that they're go, "Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, we didn't th- we didn't think it was worth bothering you to tell you that we had to put in this chase here." And then you go, "No, no, you you should bother me about that because I want that I want that feedback loop." Yep. It could be that too. It doesn't matter. It's exactly. happening. It's happening. Yep. Yep. So 
Anyways, I thought that was a good kind of frame of reference to put in your head if that's happening to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think you shouldn't like beat yourself up. And that you just need to understand like, oh, this is part of the process. The more advanced I get, the more advanced sort of feedback I'm going to get in my in my if you have a feedback loop, even if even if you're not builders like we do in addition to being architects, if you're just doing CA with some of these builders and they're finally getting to the point where they're giving you really good feedback in that yeah. kind of way. It, it, it is what it is. And that's why it's architectural practice. The more dude, this works on a, a fractal pattern too. Meaning the more advanced you get in your profession, the more your job becomes solving problems. Do you think leadership, do you think the majority of their time really advanced problems with humans involved? Like I mean, emotional. Yeah. So when you're climbing the corporate ladder, do you think the guys at the top are doing the easy, brainless, mindless Dude, my work? My, my, or do yeah. you think they're dealing with my the my, my my first ex-wife's uh, sister-in-law? This it, it drove me nuts that she that she actually thought that that's how it works. She's like, "What do you?" I, I will never forget it. I, I I detest this woman. She goes, "I I will, like I was like fourth or fifth year in college, yeah. and I come back and we're there for like a Christmas or something." And she goes. Well, what do you want to be when you get big, Lance? And I go, I'm training, I'm going to school to be an architect. And she goes, <clears throat> and I go, eventually I want to own my own firm. And she goes, oh yeah, that's what I, that's what I want to do too. Is I like, I can't wait to be a CEO and just kick back. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. You dumb. <laughs> it's the opposite. Uh, that's where all the hard problems she's, she's go just, to. She's, she's just basically a crackhead now. It's just like on the streets. Anyway. Um, <laughs> is it who I'm thinking of? I don't think you've ever met this woman. Okay, good. Oh, uh, no, 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 it's not that. Yep. Yeah, I know you're thinking. Yep. Uh, you've never met this woman. Because the way your system should be set up is that it's the only, the, only the hard problems get to you. All the easy problems should be dealt with management and lower staff. You are at the highest frequency. If you're a good CEO, this is what I've been saying, is you, you, you really where, where you want to be energy-wise is with to get a little woo-woo is like, you're trying to be at the highest frequency possible. Yep. You're trying to do the highest frequency work. That's marketing. That's going out like an, at 10 a.m. here. I'm going to go meet meet me with a new client. High energy, high frequency. Th- that's where you're at. You're not doing the low frequency stuff. So yeah. the higher, so like as you are doing the higher frequency stuff, then the problems are going to be become higher frequency because they're going to be more complicated. Just imagine like we're looking at a sine wave. Yeah. That maybe like if you're entry level, it's nice and long and loop and slow. It's easy to understand. You think it's complicated, but you're also at that frequency. Then all of a sudden, your frequency increases as a sine wave increases, and and like that's where you're, that's your life. That's why my that's why my life is down to the minute these days. Teaching at two universities, running co running the two firms with you, doing this podcast, doing the fishing yeah. show, all the other stuff. Like that's where it's at. That's where Al Al same thing. Al yeah. school board gore. School <laughs> yeah school board school on school all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cub Scouts Cub Scouts <laughs> yeah all the stuff all the stuff all the bro. stuff. Oh he's got this automatic. He's so high frequency. He's got an automatic. He's got a uh, portable shake. Oh. It, um, this is phenomenal. It's gonna blow blew my mind yesterday. Did you see the video? I Absolutely, sent you? I love oh. reacting. Do you it. like the little handle that it has? He's on crushing it? it. Yeah, it, it's a little blender, portable blender thing, all in one. Um, <laughs> so think about this too. Let's say you aren't at the leadership of your firm, and you're bringing up issues, right? Know that obviously don't bring up a, a stupid, small, dumb issue like that would make no sense. But when you want to bring up issues, it's almost like you want to bring up, I researched it, I think this or this, and and know that 
it's either going to be one of those two or because you're bringing it up to leadership, they might be like, oh, no, this is the wrong direction. You need to go look in this third secret area or go talk to this person. Um, Anyways, I don't think that that concept gets kind of understood enough. Yeah, it's an advanced concept, and I hope this is resonating. We're trying our best to make it resonate. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, what do we got next, Al? Uh, I want to clarify, Lance, I mean, my conspiracy theory. Oh. So do you remember my conspiracy theory about the Fed is holding rates longer for higher to curb the government because the government just spends money on stupid pork barrel stuff and it doesn't... I don't remember this, but wow, that is like... Hey, his, his, the high frequency and energy of this guy is like, if you could be inside his tinfoil hat, amazing. You couldn't wear, you couldn't wear this man's tinfoil hat. You'd get electrocuted. Yeah. You can't handle it. So basically I was equating that they were holding the rates higher for longer so that the government would get the message like, Hey, we can't spend everyone's money and then spend a third on debt servicing. Right. But how, how it actually works is Everyone thinks that the government can just print money and they kind of can, but it doesn't work exactly like that. Sure. So the government issues treasuries. People or corporations have to buy that. There's only a couple things. Obviously, you could go buy that, but not a lot of people do unless you have high income. So corporations and other uh, countries buy it and also the Fed buys it. Mm-hmm. So when you hear about the Fed, uh, oh, the F- Fed balance sheet being re- uh, reduced, right? What does that mean? So when the government printed their treasuries for COVID, all there wasn't enough money in the world to buy it. Sure. So the Fed then printed money, literally made up money, quantitative easing, to then buy those government treasuries. So when they are reducing their balance sheet, what they are saying right now, if my computer would actually work. Hey, you're working computer. And I'm going to zoom in, right? This is all the government printed money. Yep. Is that they are no longer longer buying the treasuries from the government. They are no longer purchasing it. So now what the government has to do, since the Fed isn't buying it, mm-hmm. Because how the Fed works, it's independent, but the leaders are appointed by the government. Yeah. So it's kind of tricky there. Yeah. Now the treasury interest rate is being risen so that Japan, Germany, big corporations buy it because the Fed's not buying it. So this is what's putting a squeeze on the government is the Fed saying, I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to print money just to hand over to you. <clears throat> so that you can just do whatever you want. So the interest rates are kind of separate than this. Now, what I hope for my dear life is Powell continues this trend because if they want to keep making up uh, bills and just the government printing money, they have to keep raising the interest rate that they're paying to Japan, to hmm. Germany, to other corporations, which is then directly coming out of your pocket now in the future. And imagine this. Know, know who has a lot of these? Uh, retirement funds. Yeah. Vanguard, all that. A lot of the, ba- so, lot of the bonds, yeah. <clears throat> this is when the rubber is going to hit the road. When, if the Fed stops <clears throat> buying, the government's going to have to realize, like, oh, we, we literally cannot pay these back. 
right? Because yeah, we don't let's, get the- let's let the pensions fail. And then, hey, boomers, back to work. Back to work. Imagine imagine the fire when they say, hey, you know your Vanguard We're portfolio? We're short of plumbers. That transitioned from volatile to secure and yep. now is 50% tr- treasuries uh-huh. and the government can't pay it back. Can you imagine? Well, this is, what, imagine? this is what this is what Robert Kiyosaki has been saying for a long time: is that yeah. the bubble is really in the pensions. Yep, but all they're going to do, whoever the president is, if it's Biden, if it's Trump, if it's whatever, well, actually, just those two, they're going to blame the Fed and put pressure on the Fed. Yeah. Yep, and they can do it a couple different ways. They can choose to fire that person and hire a patsies. They can know that the Fed is basically. The Fed is a patsy for the big banks, and they can say we're going to threaten regulations on the big banks. Mm -hmm. And they're going to do this so that, again, until literally like it all collapses to literally print more money. Now, if Powell and whoever the successor is says, no, no, this is (coughs) obviously like the most the most inefficient way to run a government, the most inefficient way to run a government is to let government control the majority of spending in that country. Like, that should be so blatantly obvious that it I should hardly have to back it up because it's centralized planning. It's not nimble. It's bureaucratic. That's the rationale there. Do, is the government... Uh, I don't... They're smart enough to know that, but, like, the way that the whole system works, they just don't operate that way. Right. So in the next couple years, <coughs> if the rubber hits the road, it's because the Fed is not buying treasuries. And that is what the firestorm will be about because the government wants to keep easy street printing so that they can print money to give to the corporations that then pay them because that's literally how it works and Mm -hmm. there's no one with enough guts to just stand up and say, hey, I'm not going to do any of that and thus I'm going to get punished and nothing is going to come to my state because they're going to punish me that way. Mm -hmm. Also... They're going to smear attack me and just make up lies about me. Guaranteed that that happens. Yeah. You know, like, oh, and do you remember with Mitt Romney? I'm not even a big Mitt Romney fan when he ran for president. They're like, in 1987. The dog. He had his yeah, dog on yeah, a leash. The dog, the dog stuff was crazy. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I'm, they don't just do he's this. Not, he's not running for Senate again, so that's good. Yeah. That's how little of a fan I am of Mitt Romney. Rhino. Uh, Rhino. Anyway. Anyways. Okay. That was kind of my clarification yeah. on you, you know what the the, this this next article that you got sure. up let sure, me sure. let me lead it in because Please actually do. somebody sent me this article too uh, on the Facebook just a friend who sees um, me complain about stuff a lot <laughs> oh no I have to sign in I don't want to sign in uh, I think there's another article where I can find it here's what it is you can barely probably see it on my screen jury finds realtors conspired to keep commissions high let's see if there's a, a different article that I can here we go. Perfect. I'm going to pull up the CBS News article because maybe they won't have a paywall. Wall Street Journal. Realtors must pay home sellers $1.8 billion for inflating commissions jury fines. Oh, this was also in the Entre Architect group this week. Yeah. Um, so this article came out two days ago on, on, on uh, November 1st. Uh, beyond the Realtors Association, defendants in the case include Keller Williams, Berkshire Hathaway's Home Service of America, and two of its subsidiaries. The verdict, which came in after a two-week trial... In federal court in Kansas City is a potential game changer for how Americans buy homes. It also comes at a time when the U.S. real estate market is stalled with mortgage rates nearing 8% and existing home sales down double digits from a year ago, which is 100% true. The case centers on the commission's home sellers to make to 
a buyer's realtor, those payments are partially governed by NAR rules. I don't know what that is. National Association of Realtors. Okay. Yep. Which mandate uh, that, se- that sellers include a fee offer to the buyer's agent and listing property. The offer is known by real estate agents representing prospective buyers, but the latter are usually in the dark on those amounts. That lead can that can lead agents to steer buyers into deals to maximize their own commissions. Plaintiffs claimed the association and other defendants clouded, colluded to drive up the commission that sellers pay to brokers representing home buyers. Class members include the sellers of hundreds of thousands of homes in Missouri and parts of Illinois and Kansas between 2020, 2015 and 2022. Michael Ketchmark, I see you wanting to talk, Al. The lead attorney for the plaintiffs told CBS Money Watch he expects the jury to be awarded jury award to be tripled under u.s antitrust law to more than five billion. Oh my god uh let me i really got to finish this today go was ahead, it a day of ahead. accountability for the longest time the nar has used this market power to get a stranglehold grip on home ownership wouldn't it be funny if they found backdoor money with blackrock it costs two to three times that was not in the article <laughs> it costs two to three times as much to sell a house in the united states as it does oh my god as it does in industrialized countries said the attorney Citing the practices outlined during the trial compels the seller to pay brokerage commissions up to 6%. Yep, totally normal. Uh, well, here, two other brokerages, Remax and Anywhere Real Estate, settled with the plaintiffs earlier this year, paying a combined one point or $138 million and agreeing to no longer require that agents belong to the NAR. Interesting. Uh, let's see here. Last thing. Last thing, I'll read the quote about. Quote, today's decision means that buyers will face even more obstacles in an already challenging real estate market, and sellers will have a harder time realis- realizing the value of their homes. It could, this is what, huh? Home service. Say that again. Home, okay. Home service. Home services express disappointment with the ruling and vowed to appeal. So this is the reaction from the realtors. This is perfect. This is a perfect way to end this little part. Today's, quote, this, this is literally what the realtors said. This is how they're whining. Today's decision means that buyers will face even more obstacles in an already challenging real estate market, and sellers will have a harder time realizing. Get out of here, pop up. Will have a harder time realizing the value of their homes. It could also force home buyers to forego professional help during what is likely the most complex and consequential financial th- this transaction. Oh, so they had they had they were looking out for you. Now I I'm gonna I'll go into that argument. Uh, financial disc- transaction they'll make in their lifetime, which is true. A spokesperson stated in an email to Money CBS Money Watch, quote, cooperation, cooperative compensation helps ensure millions of people realize the American dream of ownership. Cooperative with the help of real estate professionals. Wow. What do you think about that last part? No, well, Unpack it, Al. <clears throat> the reason why like the architecture industry is is blowing up on this is because whenever that ruling against the AIA, yeah. because the AIA used to share just like salaries. Yep. It's, it's funny that they can share sal- average salaries, which I feel is very, very helpful, um, but they can't share commissions uh, of, of billing because that is collaboration and collusion, which is which is nonsense because what architects have always said is like, okay, even if the AI shared that data, the real estate people are baking it into their contracts, they're baking it into their training, they're, you know, like... It's crazy how the architects got in trouble for this, but not real estate. <clears throat> the second major point of why this is such a thorn, too, is I realize that selling some houses is actually a lot of work. You have to meet on the weekends. You have to meet afterwards. For a real estate agent, you have to put out flyers. There's like legal issues that they have to disclose. 
I understand that. I understand that. But what happens in most of society is, and then they justify their fee that way, is people don't have perspective. They do not have perspective. Meaning if you knew how hard some other things were, you would realize that you're being overpaid. Yeah. So if you get a combined total of 5% on selling a home and you're like, yeah, I had to work a weekend. I had to meet with the clients three times. And then um, I had to do four showings. Like, okay, two of you people got 5% of that. To make that home, (coughs) uh, an owner and a drafter, you know, if it's a high-end home, had to draft it over six months, had to go through the building department, takes responsibility for insurance and all that stuff. Like sued for seven years. Don't forget about the suing for seven years nonsense. And and you can't explain, like, you have no idea how much more work, (laughs) how much more work and liability we put in it than you. The liability part is, I think, overshadows everything. Like, I I actually, I I could argue with that. I'm not going to, but I could argue with Al as a, as a, a guy who was formerly married to a realtor, like, (laughs) <laughs> there's a big argument. I've seen, I've seen the amount of work she's had to do. There's a, there's a counter argument there, right? But it's yeah. really about the risk to me. Yep. Yep. But, but, but like I am acknowledging this reward is <clears throat> out of balance. Yep. I am acknowledging that it's a lot of work, but like you can't explain the other amount of work unless they literally went through Bingo. issues. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and then it, it's crazy too, because in some instances, like what, you you know me, so you'll know this is true. When I go to buy a house and then sell my house, not for the selling, but the buying, like, I already know what I'm going to buy. I already know how much it is. I already talked to the, like, like, here, I am buying that house. Put it off. Like, you do literally no work Remind whatsoever. Remind me to talk to you about land when we're off air, by the way. Yep. Question <clears throat> and then it's like, we're locked into these commission rates. So, like, regardless of if, because other people, I totally understand that. Hey, agent, what land is out there? Give me a list. Oh, can you set up meetings? Let's go look at it. You know, like, I understand that that's actually a lot of work. But for me, it's like, agent, you will do zero work whatsoever. <laughs> I actually awful also offer 10 grand over. So I make sure that you we aren't doing multiple offers on multiple different lands, right? But then it's baked in like, oh, here's your fees no matter what. It's like, that. that's what rubs, like, it. it's, it's collusion, like, collusion because i can't go to someone else because they're just baked in the same way too yeah and there's actually two um rulings against the aia one was in 1998 and the first one was in 1972 uh, same sort of thing same sort of thing like yeah collusion to fix pricing so uh yeah all right what do we got last al what the we- only thing that we have last is uh it's a two-parter yeah a twofer the feds held their interest rates so we're in the 5.25 to 5.5 rate Right, and then they're not meeting. Are they meeting in November? They usually don't meet in December. Yeah, there's they. I think they combine it into one meeting. Okay. November and December is one meeting, and it's at the end of November, and then they meet back in yeah. January, or February, which then leads to brace for eight percent mortgage rates to drag the housing economy into a 1980s style recession. Wells Fargo warns. What's crazy is this mm. holding rates, mm. the stock market, and Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin to the moon. Everyone knows that. Um, <coughs> what is it doing? Keep going. It's 34. It's 34K. Okay. Bitcoin is. Yeah. Housing market looks like it's headed into a recession. Here's what's weird, too, is like it's it's already there because the housing prices isn't dropping. It's just the amount of uh, 
transactions is we've went over this before. It's like off a cliff, just yeah. totally off a cliff. Um, so they oh my say God, it's up 18% in the last three months. Sorry. I'm looking at Bitcoin. It's up 71% in the last year. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Buy that strength, everyone. Yeah. Um, I think BlackRock, which we criticize because they are terrible, but I think their ETF is, um, crushing. No, no, I think it's about to actually go live. So that means all oh these, my God. all these uh, pension funds yeah. and wealth funds and like, oh yeah, yeah, we just we have a one that has three percent into Bitcoin, two percent into Bitcoin, one percent into Bitcoin. Just so you know. So what are they? What are they saying? Like, okay, in the 1980s, the Fed's aggressive war on inflation drove 30-year mortgage rates as high as 19 percent. Oh my God. Yeah. MS builders, blah 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 blah. Help, help. Nobody's gonna be able to. I mean, some people can afford it. Oh, like Wells Fargo economists compared that desperate plea to a letter. Da, 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 da. So what? It just means that like, it, it, the, what even is it in a 1980s style recession? I've been, hey, I've been wanting to go back. Me and Tucker Carlson, we want to yeah. go back to the 1980s. We're well, cool with that. Why not the 90s? Is it? Then smoking became taboo. I need smoking to become not taboo. Okay. <laughs> I'm standing. I absolutely stand by this. <laughs> You look at what happened when we started Cigarette manning. a day keeps the doctor away. Uh, a cigarette away keeps the obesity away. That's also that's also probably statistically true. It's based. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's what I want to do. Uh, here's my question now. It's like, well, yeah. <clears throat> so l- let's say we're headed there, which it, it all signs are pointing to this very high interest rate for that in, in that kind of way, right? Um, what's the pivot? Like, what do you do business wise? What do you, we, you know, we talk a lot about the fundamentals of paying down your debt, being cash flow positive, um, you know, where you're not taking on the debt, which is, you know, should you like you, one of your points that we keep pushing off is should you rely on loans to smooth out your cash flow? No, 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 don't do that. We'll talk about that in a different episode, but like, uh, diversifying in a good way, meaning not just, not superseding meritocracy, for the sake of diversity, but actually being diverse so that you have multiple stools to stand on. It seems like I think however you need to set yourself up, like it's got me thinking about marketing. Like how do you attract the kind of people that have cash? It seems like cash is really going to be the king here. And I can tell you for the people we're building for, we there we're cat. It's cash. We're building. We're it's a no, there's no bank loans here. Yep. this it's too hard to get the money now uh it's just too expensive to get the money yep. so it seems like you need to align yourselves with people who are doing business that way so my thought and it's not fully uh formed yet though is the money is still out there a bunch of the money because the fed can only destroy basically what it what is basically due from the government yes and then quantitative tightening is instead of them rebuying from the government is that they literally just hit the delete button. Like, oh, the money came back. Then they hit delete. Like, that's literally what they do. There's probably a delete. It would be awesome if it was like a red button. Yeah. Like, hey, we got uh, uh, the government paid us back $8 billion a day. Okay, delete. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the money, if you looked at that graph, is still out there. So what I feel like is it's going to be a little bit similar, but a little bit worse to what it is now is there's all this money. But yet, everything, inflation, just costs more. So everyone is just getting less and slower. 
So instead of people buying a new car every, let's just say five to six years, it's going to be nine to 10 years. Instead of buying a new home, you're just going to stick with your home because your money is going to food and other things like that. So like, it's just going to be a general slowdown, but all the numbers are still going to look relatively well because there's just a flood of cash. And you know what? And you know what? Here's the, here's the, here's the, the silver lining of the whole thing. Boomers, we want your te- we want your pensions to stay strong because now I don't want you back in the labor force. Ugh. It's time for me and Al and our generation to be in charge and start cr- and crushing business wise. So that's probably the silver lining of the whole thing is like, yeah, but we're still going to have a huge labor shortage, even in the white collar. Right. You know what I mean? That's correct. So 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 the the work, the opening, even though it'll be slower, the the theory should be like the the holistic view is here is like. That's why you gotta go to RevitRocketShip.com. You gotta, you gotta level up. You gotta do more with less. Yep. You gotta do. You gotta look into Paul Aker's book, Two Second Lean. You gotta start doing two second leans. Yep. You gotta start diversifying. You gotta crush it. Yep. Awesome. Well, I think that's good for now. But uh, let's bring down the crew for ARE Jeopardy. Let's do it. Question number one: What are the common widths for industrial scale? Concrete tilt-up panels. What are the common width? Yep. Is it A, 8 to 12 feet, B, 16 to 20 feet, C, 4 to 6 feet, 10, D, 10 to 12 feet? A, C, uh, uh, B, 16 to 20 feet. <laughs> Yeah. But no, you're not transporting. Tilt up is on site. Yeah. Uh, question number two. Damp proofing members should extend how many inches above grade? Damp proofing membrane should extend how many inches above grade? A, four inches. B, six inches. C, eight inches. D, two inches. B, six, six inches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, and we do. We have been, actually, all the way to the top. It is what it is. Uh, it's just like, yeah. Did it here, doing it in a lucky lane. Okay, number three. According to the International Fire Code, what is the minimum required separation distance between a propane storage tank and an exterior wall of a building in a commercial occupancy is it a five feet b 10 feet c 15 feet d 20 feet what do we got question the correct answer is b 10 feet and 25 foot i was going to read this to you rule propane there's a 10 and 25 foot rule that's what i learned today yeah so basically the 10 foot spacing of one container with 1200 gallons or less water uh, is allowed um, and there are no other LP containers of more than 125 foot if there's if it's 125 foot gallon uh, if there's a yeah yeah then then you move to sorry basically it's that the at the minimum you're at 10 feet it can go to 25 feet depending on the tank size mm. yeah Oh, it took me a while to find that one. Number four, for climate zones three through eight, what is the maximum allowable air liquid rate 
for a residential building and air, air exchanges per hour at 50 pascals, ACH 50. Is it A, 2 ACH 50, B, 3 ACH 50, C, 4 ACH 50, or D, 5 ACH 50? If you don't get this right, you're, turn, you're, it, turn in your stamps turn to in. our desk after this. Yep, correct answer is B, 3 ACH 50. Jason, did you crush? Did you win? Jason's the winner. Where are we going to eat? Yeah. Urban pizza? I'm Urban. down. I'm down. I am so down. Yeah, and I will take the leftovers because I don't want to cook tonight. So, nice. Yeah. So we're ordering them so much that I we're having I'm having leftovers, just so you guys know. That's happening. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, That's it. Take us out. Great All right. Uh, it's been a while. If you like this episode, leave us a five star review, a positive comment on YouTube. We'll see you next week.